And uh, we just welcome you. It's going to be a great, great day. And we are starting in a new series, series called It's Time for an Awakening. This is part one, the alarm clock. Part one, the alarm clock. It's time, say it with me, it's time for an awakening. Say it one more time. It's time for an awakening. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we just praise you for this day. And this is our prayer today. Awaken our hearts today, Father. Lord, awaken our hearts today. We agree together and we pray that it is time for an awakening. Lord, awaken our hearts. Let's look at Psalms 17. And verse 15, Psalm 17 and verse 15, the last verse in that chapter. Psalm 17 and verse 15. As for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness. I will be satisfied with your likeness when I'm awake. I will behold your face, how? In righteousness. And I will be satisfied with your likeness. When? When, when I awake. When I awake. What this verse is showing us is this, is that when we actually will step into the places of righteousness with God, we will behold the face of God. An awakening will occur. And if we will wake up to righteousness, we will see who God really is. And hear this, that when you see God for who He really is, I will be fully satisfied in every piece of my life. I will be satisfied in every area. Think about that. Look at this promise that God makes us. When we... Behold God's face by walking in righteousness, by doing what He wants us to do, by being where He wants us to be, by thinking how He wants us to think. When we do the things of righteousness, we will behold Him for real. I think about Daniel 11.32. It says, those that know their God will do exploits. But they won't do exploits if they don't know Him. But they won't know Him if they don't say, Lord, I need you and I put you on. I walk in right. I walk in you. But when we walk in righteousness, we'll start to see Him for who He really is. And when that happens, look at what He says. He says, I will be satisfied with your likeness when I awake. In other words, everything in my life that needs satisfaction, every part of my finances, every part of my health, every part of my peace, every part of my comfort, every part of Him will be satisfied. Is there anybody that would like to have full satisfaction from the Lord in every area of your life? Is there anybody that would like that? What does that mean? That means that we must walk in His righteousness and we must awake and see God for who He is. And He makes us this promise. If we will awake, you'll be satisfied. 
This is a great promise. This is a great thing to wake to come into. But what needs to happen? Lord, let our hearts be awakened. This morning, I want you more than ever before. I want you to say, Lord, I may have been awake some before. Have you ever been asleep and like, you know, somebody says something to you and you heard them, but you didn't really hear them? I mean, you heard somebody say something, but you weren't really there. I fully believe this has been the state of the American church up to this point. But it's time for an awakening. It's time for an awakening. Because when we awake, we will see the goodness of God and we will be satisfied. Say it with me. If you're watching online, drop it in the comments. I will awake and I will be satisfied. Amen. Let's look at this verse. Romans 13, verse 11 and 12. Romans 13, verse 11 and 12. Do this, talking about living right, knowing the time that is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. For now, salvation is nearer to us than when we believed. He's talking to Christians. The night is almost gone. The day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. He says, know this. The time of awakening is now. The time of awakening is now. Awaken. He's commanding us. Awaken from your sleep. Don't be half asleep, amen and hallelujah, but you're not living it out. We must fully awaken to the fullness that God has for us. Why? So that we can be satisfied and take that satisfaction to a world that is so hungry and dry for the life-giving water of God. Revelation 16, 15. Revelation 16. 15, Jesus says, Behold, I'm coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake. Blessed is the one who stays awake. Lord, awaken our hearts. Blessed is the one who stays awake and keeps his clothes so that he will not walk about naked and men will not see his shame. You see, when we awaken to the things of God, we're not embarrassed, but we actually walk around and people are saying, how can I live like that? It's the lukewarm believers that people get ashamed about. It's the ones who are not walking on fire with God. But the ones who are on fire with God, they will stand up and not be ashamed. Blessed are those who are awake and stay awake, who do the things of God. Ephesians 5.14 Ephesians 5 and verse 14 For this reason it says Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead and Christ 
will shine on you. It makes this promise. If we will wake up to Christ, Christ will shine on you. He'll shine on your life. He'll shine on your family. He'll shine on your home. He'll shine on your finances. He'll shine on your health. He will shine on you. But the condition is that we must awake to God and stay awake and not find excuses on how to be asleep. Not, you know, it's kind of like when we're trying to wake up and we're finding, isn't it funny how quick your flesh can find a reason to hit that snooze button? Isn't it funny that it's like, man, my flesh can make up some of the greatest. If only my flesh, when it was half asleep, could debate and be a lawyer, we'd win every case. Like, how easy it is to hit that snooze button for many people at some point in their life. Like, it's so easy. But yet, this is exactly the same thing we fight in the church. The same thing. Because we go, we feel like showing up here today is all there is to it. And we cast aside the faith that's needed on Monday, the hope that's needed on Tuesday, the love that's needed every day, just like faith and hope. We cast that aside and we use this as a, well, I'm going to church, so I'm, I'm good. But no, we're slumbering. If the fruit that God says a believer should have is not there. If the fruit that the Bible lays out for a believer is not active in our life, if it's not active in our church, then then what are we doing? We're still asleep. We're hitting the alarm clock. We know it we, we know there's more to wake up to, but we keep hitting the alarm. It's time for an awakening. It's time for an awakening. How do I know it? I know it when the world is shut down. People are losing jobs. Their finances are gone. And we call for an online community prayer. And the first week, we have the highest numbers we've ever seen. But so we call for it the next week. It should grow. People should talk about it. Knowing that prayer is the dynamic power of God that changes things. And the next week it should grow. But no, the next week there's a quarter of the numbers. We're not awake as a society. We're not awake as a church. And we've got to take that and judge ourselves so that we're not judged. You see, if we don't wake up, if we don't stop hitting the snooze button on the alarm, if we don't wake up, then we will step out of the place of blessing for the awake person. We'll step out of the place where the blessing of God can manifest in our life. Why? Because we're saying, yeah, I know there's more in God. I know He wants me to be on fire, but I just don't feel like winning the soul. I just don't feel like reading my Bible. I don't feel like praying right now. I don't feel like it. I want to go do something else. I want to do something else. And in the Spirit, we're reaching over. And hitting the snooze button again. In spiritual terms, we're saying, nah, I I got other stuff to do right now. Well, I, I know I love Jesus and I can have church at home. No, by definition, you can't. Church is an assembly called out from their home. It's very defined. I'm not just talking about the Rona. I'm talking about before that. 
I'm talking about how do I know that we're hitting the snooze button? On Easter, in the middle of a time where so many people need healing, they need finances, they need answers in their jobs, this place wasn't packed. We're asleep as a society. It's time for an awakening. And it's not up to the world to awaken themselves. It's time for the church to do what they're called to do. It's not the world's fault that they're in that place alone. It is the church who is the pillar and the support of truth. It is the church, you just heard the series, that is the linchpin. It's the church who's not praying. It's the church who's not evangelizing. It's the church. Tell you a quick story. I, one of the worst things that ever happened to me in my life was in 1992. I'm at Paris Island at boot camp. And they had had, we had a particular week, most of them called Hell Week. And I had gotten about four hours of sleep a night at the most for about seven days straight. And so I was starting to get a little bit loopy. That really happened like day one, but by seven days I was really loopy. And here it was, you know, they would have this thing where they'd come up and they had this board on the wall and uh, they'd turn on the lights and they'd hit that board. They'd hit the lights and go, lights! And everybody would jump up, get on the line, stand at attention. And, and everybody could be accounted for. Make sure that nobody went missing through the night. Everything was good. So every morning, lights, hit the lights, lights. Now, to tell you how effective this was, when I got home, I, was, I went to my room and my dad came in one morning and I was laying there on the bottom bunk of some bunk beds and he didn't say a word. All he did was came in and he flipped the light switch. I about broke that top bunk. I mean, I was up. Whoo, what, what? And, and then my dad, who had also been to boot camp, he realized where he had been. He said, he said oh my goodness, I'm so sorry, son. And it was, it's funny now, but it wasn't funny then. I literally about broke some boards coming up out of that bed. But one of the worst things that ever happened to me at boot camp was this. They came in that morning after I'd had no sleep, basically for seven days. I'm loopy, and I'm laying there in the bed, and I hear it, you know. I hear that thing, lights, but it just didn't register that day. Everybody else, I didn't know this. I was still half, a, half asleep in my slumber. Everybody else was standing online. I'm still in the bed. And so then all of a sudden I had a responsibility that was supposed to be done that night. And the drill instructor says, well, right. Recruit, right? I guess my stuff didn't get done last night. I'm, st I'm still in my slumber, in the bed. Everybody else is online. I go, uh, guess not, sir. Guess not. <laughs> Uh, guess not, sir. Oh, it looked like a tornado coming at me. I, I mean, just this tornado coming at me. All of a sudden, I, I felt, 
I don't know what I felt, but I ended up on the other side of the bed sliding along the ground. And then they took me and they PT'd me. Uh, we did PT for hours. We did PT for hours. Just me. Just me. They are like, that was the stupidest thing you could ever say. I was like, I know, but I was half asleep. I was in a slumber. I was, I was drunk with the sleep that I needed because I wasn't awake. I wasn't refreshed. Many times we've been living outside of an intimacy with God and we're not, we're not from the intimacy refreshed enough to awake when the alarm is sounded and we make excuse for it. We've not been spending time with Jesus and we've not been spending time in prayer and worship and the Word. And so then when God says, I want you to awake, we don't awake. We just hit the, the snooze bar again. We slumber some more. And what does that look like? Here's what it looks like. The church is the body of the anointed one. The church is the body of His power. The church is tasked to win souls. The church is tasked to be the power of God on the earth. The light, the salt, the linchpin that holds it all together. And in a time, in a time where the world needs the church more than ever to be the church, we've seen a drawback instead of an explosion of life. They can pray for the sick and instantly they're healed and delivered. Not, I'm not just talking about the few that have gone and done that. I'm talking about as a whole. What if, I, I read this morning that it's supposed to be something like 2.1 billion Christians. That's one Christian minimum for every four people. All the one, if we were filled and awake to the power of God, if we really knew Him and we were satisfied with the fullness of His power, how many believers, according to Mark 16, should lay hands on the sick and see them recover? One Christian, four people all over the world, there is no more Rona. There is nothing else. But what we're seeing is we're not, why are we not seeing this? Because we have not been awake. We've been in a slumber. Let me, let me give you an idea. Lord Jesus, awaken our hearts today. Awaken our hearts. We need an awakening. The church is the linchpin. The church is the pillar of truth. Lord, we need to be awakened. But listen, God will send a wake-up call. But you got to be ready to receive it. you got to be ready. You need to have spent time with the Lord, spent time in the Word, spent time in worship. You need to be ready and refreshed by an intimacy with God so that when He sends an awakening, you don't hit the snooze bar. You jump up out of bed. You jump up out of your slumber and say, here I am, put me in, coach. Put me in. We need an awakening. Here is the church's alarm clock. Here's some markers that we as a whole have been asleep across the world. Number one, fruit. 
John 15 says, if you don't have fruit, I will cast you away. We must, must, must have fruit. We can say it all day long, but if fruit doesn't back it up, we're not doing it. It doesn't matter how many times we say, well, we're being the church. Are we supporting this word? If we're not supporting this word, you're not a pillar of the truth. You're not being the church. I believe. Well, what are we believing on? Where's the fruit of that belief? Where's the souls? Where's the disciples? Where's the healing? Listen to this. <clears throat> Some markers of being asleep. Now see, here's the problem. Is many people when they hear a message like this, they keep looking at the body, but they don't say, Lord, awaken me. But you have to understand, one person that becomes awake can light everyone around them. One person. So if the whole body is not awake, we have to come back and look at ourselves. Stop looking at other people. I know some people need to hear this message. No, we need to hear this message. I need to hear this message. One person awake, on fire, hot for God can catch everybody around. It's estimated. See, if we don't have souls, if we're not winning souls and making disciples, you know, most of the numbers that I heard have been about two people born again, 1.5 to two people born again per church per year in America. Let me just give you some numbers that I looked up this morning. It's estimated that 15.5 million people join Christianity each year. 15.5 million people. Well, that, that sounds like a lot of people, except for the fact that there's 2.18 billion Christians that call themselves Christians. Just, just take the evangelicals, people that know that they should win souls, evangelicals. Their rate is 100%. They know they have a responsibility to win souls. Hear this. There's over 600 million evangelicals. And yet, across the world, 15.5 million only come to Christ each year and join the church. That's not fruit. That's not even one soul per person per year. That's nothing. Every believer, every evangelical could literally go out today, win somebody to Christ, invite them to church, and that number would be 600 million this year. Today. It says this. Watch this. That means with 37 million churches across the, across the globe, 15.5 million added. That means every church on average that calls themselves Christians adds 0.4 people to the church per year. Every church, 0.4 people per year. That's not awake. This is the alarm clock. This is the alarm clock. Well, I know, but our church has more. I, it doesn't matter. Are we all awake? Are we all carrying our responsibility? 
And what does it look like? Is God, you know, okay, I just came into the kingdom of God today. I have no idea how to win souls. It's not about that. It's about waking up and going after him with everything that you have. Saying, Lord, let your heart be my heart. Lord, I want to be willing and obedient to whatever you call me to do. That's waking up. And if you will wake up to his heart and you're willing and obedient, then God will show you step by step what you need. Here's another marker. Although there's 15.5 million people that join the church each year, the current numbers have been that 11.7 million leave the church each year. That's a total of like 3.8 million that actually are added to the church. That's less than per church, 0.1 person added to the church per church. That's an asleep church. There's no way of getting around it. That's not fruit of winning souls. That's not even close. And this is something he told us to do. Well, I can't do it for everybody around the world. No, we can't do it for everybody around the world. But we can be who we are called to be. We can awaken and give our hearts today. Lord, we can make this our cry. Lord, wake me up. Well, I don't even know what that means. You don't have to. God will show you. Just get your heart ready to give. Lord, wake us up. Wake us up. Think about this. Do you remember the Israelites wandering in the desert? Do you remember the Israelites wandering in the desert? You don't have to raise your hand, but I'll raise it for everybody that doesn't want to. Anybody ever had the idea, gosh, if I was in their situation, I know it only took about two or three weeks to get from Egypt to the promised land. For sure, I wouldn't wander in the desert for 40 years. Anybody ever felt that? You don't have to raise your hand. <laughs> but maybe you should. I believe that. Listen to this. If there were 600, over 600 million evangelicals in the earth, if every evangelical... One, one person to the Lord for the next 13 days, it would be over 8 billion souls. The whole world would be saved. What in the world are we waiting for? What in the world are we waiting for? I can tell you, we're not waiting on something. We've been asleep. We've been asleep. Lord, awaken our heart. It's time for an awakening. Put it in the comments. Shout it out loud here in the parking lot. It's time for an awakening. Where's the fruit? The fruit that the Bible talks about says we should be walking in revelation and making disciples. Where's the? We're not just talking about mic drop moments. We're talking about the anointed revelation of God that breaks the yoke off of people in a conversation in Walmart. That breaks the yoke on Sunday morning when they lay hands on that person. All of a sudden the anointing arrests an addiction and their life goes up and hope floods back. All of a sudden somebody who's broken, they're walking in an anointing of who they are. 
that the gates of hell will not prevail against. We're not talking about mic drop moments. We're not talking about the world's logic and philosophy. We're talking about a revelation from heaven that on this rock that you are the Christ Jesus. You are the anointed one. You are the one with promise. On this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against. Forget about the mic drop moments. Forget about the tweetable moments. Forget about that. Where's anointed revelation from God, from the Holy Ghost? Where's the fruit of it? Where's the power? Mark 16, those that believe will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll cast out devils. Where is this? Jesus told his beginning disciples, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. Where are the believers? Where is this happening? It's happening here and there in a pocket. We've seen it here. But where is that for every believer? Do you know the person who gets born again today and if they got filled with the Holy Ghost, they can walk as the body of Christ, the anointing of Christ. Just not too long ago, it's one of my favorite stories. We have here not somebody who's a pastor, not somebody, not somebody who's an evangelist or an apostle, but we've got a grandma. We got a grandma. Where's she at? Where's Natalie at? Back there. I see you. She's a grandma. She started, she started awakening to who she was in Christ. She started seeing God for who he is. One day she goes to work and she has a co-worker that comes to her and says, Natalie, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. The doctors say they can't heal me. They've tried everything. I don't know. She's, she had awoken to who she was in Christ. She had began to wake up. She was believing on Him as a healer, as a Savior, to save people from whatever they need saving from. Guess what she does? Let me pray for you. Boom, she prays for her. The next week, the lady comes back and says, Natalie, I'm healed. Not a pastor, not an evangelist, not an apostle. Grandma, believer, awoken child of God. Lord, awake me today. Lord, awake us today. Lord, awake us. Where's the ongoing fruit of the Spirit? Where's the real change? You see people right now in the middle of this. Where did they turn? How can we tell that we're asleep? Here's the alarm clock. What happened? And I'm not just talking about unbelievers in the world. We can understand that. What about the church? Where did the church go to when a virus struck? You know where the church went to? Logic, peace, safety. Where did they not look to first? God. My Savior, my Lord, my protector, my deliverer. Under your wings, the devil can't find me. No evil will come near me. In other words, what they've trusted on more than anything, who was the source of their deliverance? Not God. Everything else, but then we tack, well, I believe in Jesus on the end. This is an asleep church. Lord, 
Awaken our hearts. Let it be our crowd this morning. We need an awakening. And the heart of God, the voice of the Father is, it's time for an awakening. Barrett, get a microphone. What's the marker of an asleep church? Who gets the glory? Who gets the glory for things going well? Many times the church wants to give this. Who's giving the glory? We give ourselves the glory. You know in in Babel, the Tower of Babel, you know what was wrong with the situation? What was wrong was they weren't going to give God the glory. They were saying, let us make a tower to make a name for ourselves. The glory was given to themselves. Well, we came out of this because we were smart and we did social distancing. We came out of this because of this situation or, or we shut down assemblies or look at what our government did in this. Just this week, a politician said, we brought the number down. God did not do that. Faith did not do that. What's the markers of an asleep world and an asleep congregation? God's not our true source. He's not who we look to first. And He's not the one that we give glory to. This shows us we're still in the slumber and we must wake up. We must wake up. It's time for an awakening. Lord Jesus, awaken our hearts today. Just come and stand right there in the middle. Not too long ago when I got back from my trip from Africa, I woke up on Sunday morning. And on Sunday morning, as soon as I came awake, as soon as I woke up, I heard the voice of the Lord. You were here. Many of you heard it. I immediately heard the voice of the Lord speaking in my spirit strongly. And this is what I heard him say. It's time. For an awakening. It's time for an awakening. I came in. I preached on it that morning. I talked about that word. What I didn't know was what I would hear two days later. Two days later, I was reviewing some of the messages from when I'd been gone on my trip. And I heard a message that Barrett had while we were praying, while we were doing what we needed and being awake to pray, doing our responsibility to pray. One morning in prayer, she sees a vision straight from the Father. I not heard it. This was a month before I heard that word. On Tuesday, I listened to it and immediately tears filled my eyes. And I'm going to let her tell you what she heard. Go ahead. with Jesus and Jesus and I were in space looking at the earth and as we were looking at the earth there was this thing that looked like an egg at the top of the earth and as we were watching the egg cracked and this dark substance started covering the earth from the top going all the way down and it was dark and it was thick it looked like oil I didn't know what it was but it covered the entirety of the earth. And the second the entire earth was covered, the second darkness covered everything, Jesus took one match, one, and he lit it. 
and he threw that one match and it landed at what looked to be the eastern seaboard of the United States of America. And as soon as as soon as the match touched the earth, the entire earth lit on fire. It didn't take long. It was an instant. As soon as that flame touched the earth, the entire earth was covered in fire. And as I'm watching, the vision pulls back and I'm in the throne room with Jesus. And Jesus is staring at the earth, his eyes fixed on it. And I saw him stand up off off of his throne. And as he's looking at the earth, he says, it's time. It's time for an awakening. It's time for an awakening. I hear it thundering in my heart. I've heard it over the last week stronger than I've ever heard it before. It's time for an awakening. And it doesn't start with the, with the people of the world. It starts with the church. It starts with the church saying, Lord, my fruit has not been everywhere it needs to be. My hunger for you has not been where it needs to be. My fire has dimmed some. Lord, let it relight. Let it kindle again. Holy Spirit, blow fresh breath on the coals of my life. And Lord, let me rise to new levels. Let me awaken. It's got to be not just one person or two. It's a call for the body of Christ. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. It's time for an awakening. God is writing that in the hearts of men all over the earth right now. That awakening is starting to happen. Why? Because God is speaking it. Jesus is speaking it. He is speaking. It's time. It's Time! He's saying, wake up church. Be who you're called to be. Be the glorious church. It's time for an awakening. Wake up church. Wake up church. Be like me as as I am. So are you in this world. Wake up church. Let the light shine. Wake up church. Be the salt. Wake up church. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Be who I've called you to be. It's time for an awakening. It comes as individuals at the same time decide, Lord, let your heart be my heart. Lord, I need your heart in me. I recognize that my heart has not been yours. If it had been yours, I'd see a different glory surrounding me. I'd see a different fruit surrounding me. It's time for an awakening in me, Lord. This is not a call to just the whole body of Christ. It's not a call just to Boomerang Church. This is a call to every individual believer that will ever hear this message at any point in their life. It's time for an awakening. God is awakening the church as we speak. The decision that you have to make is, will I be a part of it? Or will I watch others as they awaken? It's time for an awakening. It's time for me to share with people the good things of Christ. It's time for my hands to be anointed to heal the sick when I pray, just like a grandma can, because she's in the body of Christ. 
It's time to awaken. It's time for me to wake up and not make any more excuses. Lord, I recognize I've not been there. Lord, I repent. Acts 3.19 says, repent so that the times of refreshing can come from the Holy Ghost. That you can take the first breath of the morning and look forward to a day that you are woke, that you have awakened. Look forward to a day when you see the face of God and you see that everything I need, all of my satisfaction is found in you, Father. You love your people so much. Great news of great joy. Good news of great joy for all the people. I am satisfied in you, and today we will see your glory in my life. It's when not only do we get the heart of God, but we don't stop there. Because you can know God's heart, but not be obedient to do what He's asking you to do. You can know God's heart, but not want to do what He's asking you to do. You know, he may ask you, get up earlier and pray. And it's like, oh, Lord, wake me up. But not that. (laughs) That's where we've been. But that's not where we're staying. We're waking up. And when we wake up, all the things start to fall in place. And Jesus says, if you'll wake up to what I'm calling you to, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Come to me, all who are heavy laden, all who are carrying a burden. If life has been hard, all you have to do is wake up to him and recognize. Do you remember the story of the prodigal son? In the prodigal son, here's this guy. He thinks he knows what he's doing. He goes with a worldly logic and a worldly philosophy but he messes up he spends money foolishly and before you know it he's in pain he's looking at the things that people threw out and that's making him hungry he's not thriving anymore he's surviving he's looking at the things that other people throw away and that's making his flesh desire why because he was asleep but in that verse Luke 15 17 it says this but when he came to his senses he said how many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread but I am dying here of hunger there's a world that's not satisfied that's dying from a lack of relationship with a loving father. There's Christians who are not walking with God as their source or giving God the glory. It's time for us to be like the prodigal son and wake up. It's time for an awakening. It's time for an awakening. It's time. We've waited too long, too much time has passed, jams have been concocted, uh, traps have been set. It's not the time to stay asleep anymore. Here's the alarm clock to all the church across the world. The Holy Ghost is yelling from heaven. Jesus is speaking from heaven. The Father's heart is being shared with other people who are listening. It's time. Will you awaken today? 
Not tomorrow. Today. Will you awaken today? It's time for an awakening. We've got to wake up to see that the fruit that we've been carrying is not really fruit. If it is fruit, it's the trash fruit. Why? Because God is just that big. He's so big that we can find a place to fleshly be satisfied with the trash fruit, the goosebumps on Sunday morning. It's time to not just have the goosebumps, but have the glory that lays people out. When the cloud comes into the temple and everybody's laid out and nobody can worship. They try to pray, but they can't. They grab the microphone and immediately they're slain in the Holy Ghost. It's time for the reality of God's people to be on fire, for them to be awake. We're like in the Bible. Without Jesus, the glory of the Lord comes down. Where the glory comes on a people and they're walking down the street and people are getting healed simply by being close enough to their shadow it's time for an awakening what will you do Ephesians 5 14 for this reason it says awake sleeper arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you Revelation 16 15 behold I'm coming like a thief Blessed, blessed, blessed is the one who stays awake. Romans 13, 11, and 12. Do this, knowing the time. Do you know the time today? Do you know the time that you're living in? God's awakening the hearts of people all over the world. Will you be a part of what He's doing? Or will you be an onlooker? Knowing the time, that it's already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. It's already the hour. The hour is now. It's time to be awake. For now salvation is nearer to us than we believed. The night is almost gone. The day is near. Therefore let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Wake up. Get dressed. It's time to go. Psalm 17, 15. As for me, I shall behold your face as I walk in righteousness. As for me, will you make this your cry this morning? Will you say this right now with me from your heart? As for me, Lord, as for me, I will behold your face as I walk in righteousness, I will be satisfied with your likeness when I wake up. Lord, I ask, awaken my heart today. Lord, awaken our hearts today. If this message is ministering to your hearts, it's not me that's doing it. It's the Holy Ghost that is drawing you to the truth of the time that's at hand. It's time for an awakening.
today is an alarm clock. It's time to stop hitting the snooze button. But wake up. Put on our heavenly clothes. And be like Christ in this earth. Because as He is, so are we in this world. He was the firstborn of many brothers. It's time for us to be that. You should have received communion in your car. I want you to grab that now. Oh, thank you, Father. If you're watching online, grab some communion. If you have to, a cracker, a piece of bread, and some water. Receive it as the body and the blood today. Hear this. God did not give his body. Jesus did not give his body. And Jesus did not give his life-giving blood for us to stay asleep. The Father did not give His Son for us to stay asleep, but to wake up. The Holy Spirit did not come and bring Jesus back from the sleep of death for us to stay asleep in the grave. He brought about resurrection power so that when Christ was resurrected, a whole army of believers would be awoken at the same time and given the life of God. I want you to pray this out loud with me today before you take communion. Jesus, today, let my heart be awakened. You are my Lord. You are the director of my life. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll be obedient and I will be willing to do it with joy. You're my Savior. You saved me from sin, death, hell, and the grave. You saved me. I believe that you're my Lord and you're my Savior. And I believe that you died for my sin. I give you my sin. I confess everything that I've ever done against you. I repent from it now. I will not walk that way again in the sleepfulness of sin. But I will awake to righteousness. And I will arise and put on the holiness that Jesus wore and I'll be anointed and I believe that you died for me that you gave all of your body and all of your life-giving blood and today as I take this I receive empowerment through Christ through my faith as I take this today grace is released to wake up, put on godliness, and be who you've called me to be. Jesus, baptize me with the Holy Ghost and with fire to be awake and empowered to be your witness. 
In Jesus' name, amen. You may take the body and the blood. Right now, I just want you to lift your hand or turn on the lights if you need prayer in your life. You need healing. You need deliverance. You need restoration. You need finances. You need a job. You need anything in your life. Lift it. Wave it. Blink your lights. Let me see it. Amen. I see it. Amen. Anyone else? I see it. Amen. Now raise your hand if you recognize, Lord, I can't wake up by myself. I need you to awaken me, and I need your strength. I need your strength to be who you've called me to be, to be the light like you've called me to be, and today I want you to strengthen me. If that's you, raise your hand at me. I see those all over. If you're in watching online, drop it in the comments. Put your hands up. I need prayer. I need healing. I need finances and provision. I need strength to be who you've called me to be. Just drop hands in the comments. Lord, today, I just ask you right now, Holy Spirit, move on your people right where they sit, whether it's online, whether it's in their car, whether they're listening, they're watching. Lord, right now, just close your eyes wherever you're at. Unless you're driving, don't do that. And just receive. Just say this with me. Say, Father, I receive healing in my body right now. Father, I receive provision in my life right now. Father, I receive, through Jesus Christ, favor right now. I receive your anointing. I receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost right where I sit. Now, Lord, I ask right now as they have their eyes closed and they're receiving, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, move on them. Let your anointing flow right now in Jesus' name. Lord, bring healing in the cars right now. Lord, right now where they sit, where they're watching online, where they may be watching the archive or listening, Lord, meet them right where they're at. Let your anointing, I sense his, I sense that anointing flowing and that virtue flowing right now into your lives. I can tell it. I can feel it. Gracious. It's strong. Lord, bring that virtue. Manifest it now. Bring the provision that they need. Whatever that answer is, whatever that solution is, whatever that favor is, Lord, whatever it is, you are saving them from what they need saving from. Lord, bring the fullness of the gospel, working signs and wonders right now in Jesus' name. Just continue to receive right now. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Father, for your power. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. We praise you. Lord, we receive that fullness of life right now today. Lord, we receive it. Now, if you can tell that God was moving right then and you felt it, you sensed it, wave at me, blink your lights, 
Glory to God. That's all over. Amen. That's the Lord. See, I'm not even touching you. I can't make that happen. That's the Lord. Look at them all. Wave at me again. When you felt the power of God, you see that. That's the Lord. Who can do that? Not Brian. No, Jesus Christ who loved you and he cares. Lord, continue that work and complete it in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your goodness and for your mercy. Thank you for your anointing and your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for everything that you have, everything that you want to give to us. Thank you, Lord, for your love made manifest in Jesus Christ. Father, we receive it now, we have it now, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to tell you, we're getting ready to go offline. If anybody was watching today, we enjoyed having you. We're so blessed to have you watch and be here with us. Let's all wake up. Lord, awaken our hearts. Make it your prayer every day this week. Get a post-it note. Put it right in the middle of your mirror. Get a post-it note and say, Lord, awaken my heart today. Lord, awaken my heart. Don't let a day go by that your heart doesn't cry out to be awakened to the realities that God wants to bring about and fully satisfy your life when you see Him by being awake. Lord, we thank You for it and we praise You for it. Lord, awaken our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen.